Welcome to Graduating Grief, a podcast designed to help you step back into living your life with joy after loss. If you're ready to move from surviving to thriving, you've come to the right place. Here's your host and inspirationista, Sherry Dunleavy. Hey everyone, Sherry Dunleavy, your inspirationista. In today's episode of the Graduating Grief Podcast, I want to talk about why sometimes we always are feeling so miserable. And I think that it all has one word in common, and that is control. We're trying to control our lives. We're trying to control the outcome of our lives and anything that that comes in and disrupts that and makes us feel out of control makes us feel miserable. But actually, there are so few things we really can control in our lives. And in this episode, I'm going to focus on some of those things that we can't control, but we think we can. And so therein lies the the conflict. And that's why sometimes we're feeling so miserable about all that. So what are some of those things that we try to control that we actually can't? Well, the actions of others. And as a parent, if you are a parent listening, boy, do you know that this is true? We're always trying to control the actions of our children, right? We think that that's a direct reflection of us. We want people to do those things that we think they should be doing or that we've trained them to do or that we think they should know are the next best and right things to do. But ultimately, no one can control the actions of anyone. We're all our own individual. And that's why sometimes we're so miserable because of this. So just knowing that we cannot control the actions of others, we might have some expectations. We might have some disappointments as a result of that, but ultimately we can't control it. So we just best, if we take a deep breath, try to surrender and work from there because we cannot control that. Another thing we cannot control is the past. It's over. It's done. And so much of the turmoil that we suffer in life is rehashing old conversations, rehashing past actions, rehashing past hurts and disturbances. You know, when we're stuck in grief, a lot of times we replay the moment that we heard um, that they died or um, we replay the moments that um, we feel they were suffering most or the things that we should have said or that we didn't say or the regrets that we might have had uh, that we feel may or may not have led to the outcome of the death of our loved one. We might have past hurts from relationships that ended, words that were spoken, um, abuses that have happened. I'm not discounting what has happened in your past by any stretch of the imagination, but there's no way that we can go back in time and remedy it and fix it and maneuver it so that it doesn't work out the way that it did. We cannot control the past. It's over. And the more, I always tell people, the more we're stuck in the why, why did this happen? Why me? Why didn't I do that? The coulda, shoulda, wouldas. That keeps us in a cycle of unease. And we'll never get an answer, truly. Even if we had the answer, would the answer be good enough? 
I don't think it would. So maybe try asking the what now, but we cannot control the past. Just as like we cannot control the opinions of others. I don't know how many self-help, personal development, and spiritual gurus have said this over and over again. The opinions of someone else are none of your business because somehow the opinions of someone else involves them, (laughs) not you, but involves them, them trying to wrap their head around what you're doing or what you're about. It's none of your business. We can't control the actions of others okay, then they can't control our actions. And so we shouldn't be really paying attention to their opinions. And I've heard this one too. If they're not paying your bills, if they're not living your life, if they're not experiencing what they're you're experiencing right now, then it doesn't matter. They have no business doing it, but people will, but people will, but just know that you can't control that. So somehow you have to, make peace with that. Here's another thing we can't control. What happens around me? I can't control what happens around me. I can't control the weather. I can't control other people. I can't control what's going to even happen in the next moment that we go on from here. We think we can have our plans, but what do they say? God laughs at our plans, right? So if God laughs at our plans, that just means that you know, we can have everything planned to the T. And when it doesn't work out that way, that's when we become miserable. When we were set on sunshine and it's pouring down rain, that's when we become miserable because we couldn't control that. We can't control it. Here's another thing that we can't control. The outcome of our efforts. We can take all the steps in the direction of our dreams, goals, and desires as we want, but we can't control what happens. We can't. Do you see how so much of life we're trying to control? We we think that life works as if I do this, and if I say this, and if I live a perfect life, I am safe from bad things happening to me, and it's just not true. That's why I tell people grief is the great revealer. It's truly the great revealer, because one of the things it revealed to me was this truth. I tried to live, hmm, I don't want to say the perfect life, but really tried to make amends when I wasn't perfect and really tried to put one step in front of the other to live as this perfect person. And guess what? My son was still born with a birth defect. My son still died. No matter what I tried and how I tried to live my life, no matter what kind of medical professionals I brought in, no matter what kind of testing we did, what kind of surgeries, we couldn't control it. The doctors couldn't either. either. Their efforts, the outcome of their efforts are not in their hands either. We can only do our best, live our best, and be okay with that. Otherwise, we're going to be miserable. We also can't control how others take care of themselves. Oh my gosh, this was a big one for me. My dad had 
so many issues going on with his health as he was aging. And he was one of those people that went to the hospital for doctors to fix him. And then he went back to the same old bad habits. And it would drive my mother crazy. It would drive me crazy. It would drive my sister crazy because we knew that if he just participated in his own health, things would be so much better. He would suffer so much less. And despite my mom's begging and pleading with me to speak with my dad one more time, I finally had to surrender this. I finally had to come to the realization that I cannot control how my father took care of himself and the lack of that care. Did it lead to an early death? I I tend to believe so. I can't be 100% certain. But I know that had he cared for himself, he wouldn't have suffered as many episodes as he had. Same thing with my son. Same thing with those people that you love. It's so easy for us on the outside to look in and micromanage and tell everyone exactly, you know, what's wrong and what they should be doing better, right? But when we're emotionally connected to it, um, we can't see it in ourselves a lot of times or a lot of times we can see it and we just choose not to do it but we cannot control how others decide to take care of themselves, no matter how much we love them. And finally, I had to surrender that and say, you know what? The relationship I have with my father and the time that I want to spend with him, I'm going to spend it in a way that's meaningful for both of us instead of me trying to preach him and get him to change because ultimately that's his responsibility. And the last thing that I want to talk about today is what other people think of me. Um, it's it's none of my business. It's very similar to the opinions of others because people will have opinions about everything that you should do, about how you should be taking care of yourself, how you should be eating, how you should be dressing, right? How you, what career path you should be following, what your next step should be. Ultimately, you have to be your own judge. And then people's opinions after you decide or make those choices, or choose that, or whether people like you being a people pleaser. We think if we please everyone, we'll make everyone happy, but really there are some people that can never be pleased. And so that no matter how many attempts we try to make to get them to like us, respect us, obey us, pay attention to us, they might not have a good opinion of us. And we just have to be able to surrender that. Again, we're miserable because we can't control these things. There are very few things that we can control. Surrender is a good tool. How can we surrender? That's a hard one because I'll tell you what, I surrender things every day and find myself taking them right back. But it's a practice. And it can start with just even a deep breath and an exhale and realizing and acknowledging and just knowing can sometimes help us react, respond, think about things differently the next time. So see if any of these might help you understand why you might be in this cycle of suffering so much and realize these are things you cannot control. On the next episode, we're going to talk about the things we can control that can hopefully help us ease that suffering and not make us feel so miserable. But we have to have like a come to Jesus with ourselves.
And we'll be talking about that next episode. If you'd like more information about Graduating Grief Community, the Graduating Grief Academy, about working with me one-to-one or in a group setting, or inviting me to speak to your uh, group business or organization, please reach out to me at sherry at sherrydunlevy.com. Until next time, everyone, I'll see you later. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Graduating Grief Podcast. For more information on the Graduating Grief Community, workshops, and retreats, go to www.sherrydunlevy.com. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, review, and share.